This is The Good Stuff. Let's get to know those who are doing the good stuff in our community. We'll chat with everyone from small business owners to local officials. Join us as we go around town to find the hidden gems. This is your host, Andy Tomlinson. Welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. Well, welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. I'm on uh, location here at Chris Scott's office. Uh, we were going to do your uh, podcast studio, but we thought eh, it's more comfortable in here. And it's my new office. It's comfy. Yeah, and it's um, warmer than the podcast studio. It is warmer. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, sitting down today, Chris, and uh, doing the podcast with us about the good stuff that you've done and for the community and uh, your story on on how you got here. Um, how did you get to Chillicothe? I slipped, tripped, and fell one day. <laughs> I was born a poor kid out in the back of Jackson County in the woods. No, uh, the car business, you know. Uh, yeah. Dad's brother-in-law was a sales manager at Norse. I had gotten out of I was in manufacturing in my previous life in, in Jackson. You know, yeah. if you're a kid in Jackson County, you grew up and ended up being in, uh, you know, just started – slipped and tripped and fell out of Ohio University first, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Not, I wasn't there very long. and uh, Athens? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the Athens monster got me. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I went to work up at Pillsbury and Wellston, um, went into a, a very new, at the time, back in the early 90s, um, a sociotech team concept, brand new startup facility there in Wellston. Um General Mills. It was before General Mills, and it was actually it was Grand Metropolitan. Now England had, huh, had Pillsbury that. at that time, but they were looking at those team concept environments. Like back then, it was a big thing with like uh, Saturn, Johnson, Johnsonville sausages, uh, Harley Davidson. You know, we studied a lot of those facilities and how they were operated, and everybody's on the same level in one of those plants. You know, everybody from accounting to production to the tow motor drivers to the, everybody wears the same uniform. Everybody's involved in all the decision making. There was a lot of it was very cool as a young man, yeah, to know, learn to learn all that and 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 to see a lot of those places too to tour some of those other facilities and those other companies. And we actually went out and did consulting for other companies. I remember going down to Tennessee to Oshkosh Pagosh uh, facility and doing some consulting. Did you bring your overalls? Yeah. <laughs> you got, that's, I love bibs. My wife makes fun of me and doesn't like it when I break the bibs out, but you know, I got to do my best heavy raglan impersonation every now and then <laughs> get, <laughs> get my bibs out. But yeah, I started out there in manufacturing and, uh, and, and moved into human resources and just, you know, fast track kind of through there. But it, I, I learned a lot, but I always kind of knew I had more of a sales genetic, you know, yeah. and, well, and you know, Chris, that's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, there wasn't that kind of opportunity there. And ended up, long story short, been back in manufacturing down at Michelinas and Jackson, a little bit of plant manager, did some different things in, in management and manufacturing, but really wanted into sales. So ended up getting my real estate license down in Portsmouth. And uh, I was a realtor and planned on kind of moving back over to Jackson and working there. And just it just didn't work out the way I wanted it to. And yeah. because, well, with them, I'll just tell you, honestly, because I think it's it's something that, you know, I know a couple of people here do it very well. I know your wife does it a lot, too, is helping people acclimate to Southern Ohio. So we would bring in managers from Minnesota and all these other places. I was going to go help them with their real estate needs, you know, because I have my license and was a realtor, but help them also know where to go shopping and how, yeah. to, you know, what goes on in the community and how to really 
adapt to our culture in Southern Ohio because it is a little bit different when you're coming from one of these big areas. And Chillicothe is better with acclimation, I think, for some people, but it's still a struggle for some, but I was going to do that. Well, that didn't work out and ended up just accidentally in the car business. I mean, literally my dad's brother-in-law, Gary Reynolds, he was up here for years in the car business. He said, we've got this big sale. And I said, I don't want to be in the car business. I don't like you guys. <laughs> I want into sales, but I don't want into that kind of sales, you know. He said, well, listen, here's what I want you to do. He kind of lied to me. <laughs> He's like, I just, we're having this big sale. And I don't know if you remember back in the day, Norse would, uh, uh, Norse only had three lots. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, there was three. And they were kind of all close together. We had the, the Ford store was over in Shawnee Square yeah. by, by the credit union. Then the big store across the street. And then up the street, across from where Menards is now, I think Instant Auto is there now, okay. it was called the yeah. Little Giant. So there was three lots in Chillicothe. That's all they were. They were on Bridge Street, but they brought all the used cars over to the Ford store. And then they brought all the salesmen that were used salesmen over to there. Then they would send you one of those flyers in the mail that folded big, out six different yeah. ways. Big sale. Big sale. Big sale. Big sale. And uh, he said, I just need you to come up and help with people, you know, just go out and help people find things. He said, just help us. We just need somebody to help that day. I said, well, I'm not being a car salesman. So I said, I got there and I said, all right, what do you want me to do? He said, just go out and make a friend. <laughs> that was my training. Just go make a friend. So I met this gentleman on the, out there on the car lot. We were just talking and having a good conversation. He was in his late seventies, early eighties. He was from Lucasville. He spent a lot of time in Alaska. I just learned this whole story, you know? And, uh, he said, man, I'd like to drive that car over there. I said, buddy, I don't work here, but I'd like to get the heck out of here too and go take a ride. Let's go. We'll go find some keys. <laughs> and I didn't even live in Chillicothe then. So, so I mean, you had I no idea where. Yeah. I was one of those people that came to Chillicothe and never came down Bird Street. You know, I didn't go across the bridge. I was, I was on North and Bridge. At that, that was time, it. We didn't have cell phones that could tell us where to go. So. No, you know, <laughs> this is, this is in, you know, late. 90s, 2000, right around there, somewhere around there, like 99 or 2000. I think it's 2000. So we we went for a ride, you know, we went for a ride for like an hour and come back and he's, you know, we became friends. I'm just my friend. And uh, anyway, he he said, I want to buy this car. So I'll get you with those guys in there. They'll help you out. And we exchanged phone numbers. I said, next time I'm down at Lucasville trade days, I'll, I'll look you up and just to it was just a pleasant, wonderful experience, and he left, and they said, well, you sold your first car. I'm like, no, I didn't do it. He said, no, you sold the car. Don't you wonder what you made? And the, yeah. they told me the number, and I was like, this is 2000 in the car business. <laughs> it was a little different back then. I was like, oh, okay. And I'd had that manufacturing background, you know, and been on salary. And and uh, so anyway, the, that was the commission sales. Was That was my first moment in that. That's kind of how I got to Chillicothe, you know, and uh, ended up moving up here not too long after that, out on Western Avenue, over the hill there behind the little church, behind the credit bureau, and those little apartments back there, and yeah. had me a little townhouse with a little garage, and ended up uh, sneaking over to credit union there every Friday, cashing my check, staying in line, and back then it was the Mead, yeah. the Mead. The, the, it's, it's still called the Mead. Yeah, but you know, they spend a lot of money. Shane spends a lot of money for you to know it's Homeland now <laughs> and, and Brianna. But, uh, I was, well, but I was talking about the, uh, the the whole mill. Yeah, yeah, it's still the mead. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and I, I grew up growing up in Jackson the whole life. I was in Chillicothe a lot, you know, and then uh, back and forth, you know, a little bit. Not not as much as people do now. I mean, sure. it's, it's a, you know, destination place. But, yeah, ended up over at the credit union every Friday cashing my paycheck from the car lot. You know, we obviously went to work at Norse there for a while. And, so you got to like the, the car business. 
business? Well, I didn't say I liked the car business. <laughs> I enjoyed, you know, I finally got into kind of sales I wanted to do. Real estate yeah. really wasn't my thing. I mean, I, I had no idea you were in real estate. So yeah, I learned something new. Yeah, a lot of people don't. And uh, I mean, and that's just the real short story of the whole history of Chris Scott. You know, we could go into the whole. <laughs> we're in the abbreviated. Yeah, we're, we, it's, a, it's only a short show here. It's a podcast. <laughs> we're not doing a whole series, but uh, we won't go into the old growing up in 4-H and going to Spain as a youth and, yeah. you know, all my Jackson High School stories I could tell you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so went to Credit Union every Friday, waited in line, and there was two pretty blondes over there <laughs> that, you know, and one was Mary and one was Mandy. And I knew sooner or later I was going to be friends with one of them. You know, I come over every Friday and I'd wait in line. If you remember back in the day when you got your paper paycheck and oh, you yeah. had to wait in line. Well, yeah, wait yeah, direct deposit. Oh, you couldn't do direct deposit. No. Those car guys then, they, wouldn't, they didn't allow that. Those car guys had to have their money on Friday because mm -hmm. most of them supported most of the local establishments around there. Sure. <laughs> what those, those, those fellas did and gals. But uh, anyway, we kind of joke now because uh, uh, Mary, it's a great gal, Mary Con, Mary Oni. She's a she's a teacher at West Fallner, and uh, and but Mandy, my wife, uh, Arledge, she grew up out West Fall, or girl. And it's funny, Mary's a teacher at West Fall. That's where Mandy went to school. But I always joke with them now. I'm like, I knew one of the two of you I would get to go on a date with me. So. <laughs> and you ended up marrying one of them. I ended up marrying Mandy and I. We, uh, you know, Mandy came over and uh, we. I would go through the. Line at the credit union, we'd always talk about something, but Mandy's dad, Monty, he had moved down to Charlotte, North Carolina. Monty worked at the paper mill and wanted, kind of like me, he wanted a different career. He wanted to be a teacher. His brother, Jim, who just passed, uh, Jim was a coach and teacher around here and just, a, just an icon. Uh, but Monty always wanted to get into teaching, and he got his degree while he was working at the mill, but at that time couldn't get hired you know he was late 40s and yeah. you know getting a teaching job was tough and charlotte mecklenburg school district it was number one in the nation and needed people so you know he went to north carolina for a lot of years but we'd talk about stuff like that because she would go see her dad on the weekends and things and we talked a lot about nascar yeah i was it's funny because i heard the, the forkin podcast yeah. and he was telling the podcast the charlotte story about you yeah <laughs> so i know all about charlotte motor speedway yeah and monty lived you know 10 minutes from there on off race days now on race days it was four hours but, oh but, yeah uh, yeah we'd talk about that stuff when i was in line for credit union and i remember you know i think one of the moments that bonded mandy and i the most and for all you hillbillies like me out there is that you know the day dale earnhardt died you know it was, <laughs> we were talking about I, I think i walked over she was working in the uh she was working in the window of the drive-thru and i'd walked over from the car lot and i knew she was over and kind of i went over to just put my check in the tube and uh cash my check and we, we talked about you Dale Earnhardt. Sad, oh, it was sad and yeah, still i mean it ruined it ruined sport for me but um but yeah that's kind of how we got started and then she i had a mustang she was really fond of and i'd had it and in the inventory it had got old and aging and i was like i make you a great deal she tells this because she gets aggravated even still yet today 20 years later she said yeah i told him i wanted a 250 payment and he looked at me and said doesn't everybody want a 250 <laughs> it's 2001 or 2000 you cannot you can't have a 250. <laughs> but anyway that's kind of how her and I got together 20, 20, 20 years later, been married 18 now. Wow. Got two kids. I guess we'll talk about that. That's how you uh, you came to Chillicothe. That's uh, the long story of how I got to Chillicothe. Uh, you've been an entrepreneur, uh, hustler, as Jeremy Forkham <laughs> uh, would call it. That'll forever be known on your the Good Stuff podcast. As a hustler. hustlers because <laughs> of Forkham. <laughs> Uh, for a long time. Did you ever think you would be involved in so many things? Um, I mean, you, because you were in, 
you had the uh, Chris Scott Motors. You, mm-hmm. uh, let's see, you've been um, you were with the bank for a while. Yeah, I did uh, commercial lending for now. I tried to get out of the car business. You yeah, know? I, I got in the car business, and it did. I mean, it's just such a you know, and people don't look at it. You know, I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the car business a little bit of props today because you know people look at that as like look down on it a little bit. But I mean, I met so many great people, and it's and it's. I always tell people in the car business, I made more friends than I did money. Yeah. I mean, like I'm sitting here thinking now, how did you and I meet? But I don't think it was the car business. It may have been Forkham. Uh, yeah, it's it, it was a long time ago. Uh, yeah, almost 20, twenty years. It was twenty years ago. Yeah, that you and I met, and uh, I just met so many great people through the car business, and the people that I worked with. You know, like Steve Dennis Flash. You know, oh, yeah, and Flash. Steve God and the Dennis soul. family, and yeah, uh, you know, Flash helped me. Steve helped me really get to know a lot of people in Chillicothe. You know, Steve's mom had the cozy for yeah. years. Miss Mary had that for years. I think you know they used to talk about it on the Reds broadcast. Nuxall or yeah. Brennan, one of them too, loved. Go Stop. see Mary and get a cozy burger, yeah. you know. And Steve introduced me to cozy burgers back in the day, and and hung out and met a lot of good people, like meeting your dad, you know, yeah. and trying to, you know, all those and the Elks and and just uh, just it, it, it just really helped me acclimate and show Holly that business did. And then not too long after that, I think uh, Jason Rhodes invited me to come over and go to the Morning Rotary, yeah. And so that really got me involved and in seeing a lot of different things, and you know. It's just had a real passion for things, and that's about the same time Chillicothe was really reblooming, you know, yeah. and and being part of that, and 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 uh, and then once the kids came along, and then we got into the drug free clubs thing, and you know, it, you know, it's the kids come along, and you know, you know. You know too, <laughs> yeah, very well that it, it kind of you know your I don't kids know. are older than mine, yeah, by by probably seven, five, seven yeah. years, um, but I understand. Well, you watched it, and I told you stories before you had your yeah. oldest, and you know what was going to change, and I don't know. It just uh, it became home, you know, and and you know I'll always be an Iron Man at heart, you know, yeah. and I still keep tabs on everything in Jackson that I can, and and what goes on down there because I still love a lot of people there and don't have much family there anymore. Got a few family members down that way, but but you you Joe Holly's home. Yeah, you got your roots. Some of your roots are here. Oh, it's pretty deep. Yeah, yeah. That reminds me of you know you were talking about the Rotary, and uh, how did you get involved in that MAID program? Is that isn't that how? Yeah, we were in Rotary. I was getting ready uh, to be the – I was the president-elect. Yeah. So as president-elect, you have to go to a president-elect training seminar, PETS. And I was up there, and they give you some ideas because at Rotary, uh, you know, we normally have a program every Thursday. We bring somebody in to speak, and a lot of this you know about, but I, for the listeners. Right. Yeah. They yeah. Uh, but, you know, we bring in a list or a speaker every week, and uh, they give you some ideas on some speakers throughout the year. And there was a guy in there, and his, his name was – in the, his flyer was in there, and it was called Tyler's Light. And uh, it's Wayne Campbell out of Pickerington. And short story on Wayne, uh, and it's, it just touched me, really, really, really touched me, the story of his son who was, you know, Wayne was one of the football coaches at the high school. Yeah. And, and uh, just – his son went D1, you know, he went to Akron, you know, started his freshman year, just one of the leading leading, leading tacklers in the NCAA one week, you know, wow. and, and ended up getting overprescribed for an injury in college football and ended up with a severe addiction and ended up losing Tyler eventually. But, you know, it was, it was at a moment – that where we just – it wasn't talked about in Chillicothe. You know, now it is, uh, the problem we had with opiates and things at the time. But Well, it was crazy time, too. Yeah. I mean, it was – we were getting uh, a lot more overdoses. We didn't – and we all didn't know what to do. 
Well, the awareness was created through a number of things, through Rotary and some things going on. And so many people were working in so many different directions. And I kept looking and seeing money, money, money being thrown at recovery. And to give you a little background on my, some of my passion for it, too, I spent a little bit of time down inside a county and in a kind of a former life, let's say. And uh, my ex-wife worked inside a doctor's office. She was an office manager. And I seen people getting all these prescriptions and taking all these medications. And I scratched my head and I'm like, mm, do you need that much? Or do you, well, the doctor prescribed it. It's okay. And I'm like, it's not okay. This is something just doesn't feel right. So I'll tell you, I'm pretty passionate about it because, you know, I've been involved in this. But there's a series out right now called Dope Sick on Hulu. And I would recommend for everybody to watch that because it kind of gives you the insight and especially interesting to me because of marketing and sales, looking at the side of the pharmaceutical companies, the Purdue Pharma and the Sackler family and what they did to market this drug and what they did to get people, you know, to create to create the market yeah. for for the product they had to sell. And then look at it side by side on the, in the beginning. Because I, I feel like I really had an insight into that beginning because my ex-wife turned out to be a functioning addict. Mm. And, um, you know, I really – I would see her bring stuff home every day from these, like this food and steaks. And the doctor was on this trip. And I'm like scratching my head. And then downtown Portsmouth, you've seen people lined up around the building in a line one day. And I asked the guy I was working with that day, I said, what's going on over there? They have to be giving away something free. He said, oh, no, that's the pain clinic. You know, and there's, I mean, Andy, I'm talking about 200 people wrapped around the corner wow. standing in line for scripts. And I'm like, this is not right. No. <laughs> and uh, so anyway. Flash forward, I found Wayne, Tyler's Light, Rotary. Um, and MADE, sorry. We, yeah, we MADE, Drug Free Clubs of America. Well, MADE. but uh, MADE is an acronym for? My attitude determines everything. Yeah, I think and that's, that's something the kids come up with. I you think know? that's and, awesome. Well, the kids' story, that's, a, that's another story. But another reason I was very passionate about where we were with the drug addiction was my ex-wife did end up as a result you know, passing away yeah. from her addiction. Now it didn't, you know, she ended up having a terrible accident, fell hit, you know, the whole thing, but she passed away as a result of, result of her addiction. And it just, you know, that, you know, that was an ex-wife, ex-life, you know, but still in me, you know, I was all, after I was gone, she passed away, but, you know, it still was in there. I seen what could happen. And so someone had came in from the hospital and talked about how many babies are being born addicted in Chillicothe right now. This is back in, yeah, I can't remember I, how I many remember years I, ago. I you, you were there. Uh, who else came talk to us? Sheriff uh, Sheriff, came yeah. in and talked about some of the problems and just arresting people and just people doing like stupid things right in front of law enforcement because they didn't care. They just needed that fix. And, he, and they talked about how, you know, it affects everyone, even though you don't know it does. Mm -hmm. And I now remember thinking, oh, it's not really affecting me. Well, uh, I lost my brother this year because of it. So he was addicted to uh, uh, pain pills because he had a bad back. Yeah. So the same same scenario. Um, it hadn't touched us all when we first started. Right. But we knew of it. Yeah. And now, I mean, there's not a person you know. I mean, we just had a thing with the kids, you know, raise your hand if you know some. I mean, like everybody knows somebody. Yeah. So we brought Wayne in, and then we decided we wanted to bring Wayne to the schools. So, we, you know, he had a program to meet with the schools and talk about speaking up. He really felt like if one of Tyler's friends had spoke up, he could have saved his son's life. But all of his friends were afraid to say something. Heck, one guy had a whole email sent, 
getting ready to send to Wayne and his wife, and he didn't hit send. Wow. You know, and what would have happened if he spoke up? And Wayne had a very powerful message, and he's a really good speaker with he the is. kids. He's very and, dynamic. Yeah, just I love Wayne, and he really started, you know, was that – we had this powder cake <laughs> that was built, and Wayne lit the fuse on it and, and for us. And he goes, you know, there's a there's this company because a lot of people were trying to start some different things right then, and there's so many different directions. I just wanted as many people as possible to get in the same direction. And uh, he said, there's a, there's a group out of Cincinnati, this nonprofit. They've started this. They come in, do voluntary drug testing for the kids. The kids get an identification card. Then they go out in the community and use that identification card to get buy one get one freeze or this or that. But most of all, he said, it's real student-driven. The kids are driving. And, and we could see the passion in the kids when we went around to these schools with Wayne. And, I mean, a lot of emotion. I mean, there was some big emotion come out. I mean, from from educators, from from administrators, from the kids. And, um, you know, just – and it was really starting to talk about it. So we – you know, a group of us, it was after a Rotary meeting. I think you yeah. were at that meeting. And, and we were over at uh, – you know, my whole – my Thursday morning was go to Rotary, then stop over to Tiffany's at Coffee Central, hang out there, get a cup of coffee, and talk to you know a few people and, and, and about what's going on and what's happening. And uh, Dave Huggins was there that day. Jason Rose was there that day. Brandy Spalding was there. It was the four of us standing there talking about what we just listened to in one of those meetings. And I don't remember if it was the day Wayne was there or what, but. And I just sit up and figured with the odds of Brandy and Joe's got two kids, Jason had two kids, Dave and Rachel have two kids, Randy and I have two kids, and we're all about the same age. And I couldn't imagine any of us would want to sacrifice our kids to those numbers that were happening. What could we do to change it? Yeah. You know, what could we do and how could we do it? And we got a hold of this drug-free clubs people, and they said, you know, we met with Angie, and we had a couple of meetings, some people getting together in the community, just grassroots effort. I remember the first time we brought Angie in was out at the PACAR Center at the hospital and had a lot of folks in, and, and she, you know, talked about it. And then she said that, you know, they get 10 to 15% enrollment in a school. We had to figure out a way to pay for it. We had to have fundraisers and things. And we told her, you know, we went to the – I think we went to the dock, grabbed a bite to eat after that, and I said, uh, you know, we're going to not do one school. We're going to do an all-school. So she said yeah, – that's what she said. Well, you guys are crazy. I said, well, we're crazy like that. You yeah. Know, I can't – you know, I can't – I can't put a price tag on one kid's life. No. If we save one kid's life, you know, I was in a meeting with somebody that said, oh, it's too expensive. $67 a kid's too expensive. I said, you tell me what one kid's life's worth. You know, that guy has kids the same age as my kids. I said, you tell me what one kid's life's worth. Right. $67 a kid's not too much for no. this community to come together. You know, we had looked at the numbers and we just built a playground. We helped build the playground out on Western Avenue. You know, there's a whole group of people in Kenworth and a lot of people come together to build that playground over there at the park. Right. And, you know, if we can spend that much money on playground, on this park we can spend that much make sure these kids are safe so anyway um so we just you know we got we told her we were going to have she said we, we normally get 10 to 15 percent enrollment and i said well that's cool i said we're going to get 30 and she laughed and said whoa you know and so we did we started in all the schools you know so many people and and uh, you know people ask me like you know thanks okay it wasn't just me it was a lot of people a lot of people in this community and uh including yourself you know involved heavily and uh the kids the kids get the most credit Absolutely. for everything because yeah. year one we didn't have 10 to 15 percent enrollment we didn't have 30 percent enrollment we had 70 percent. yeah you guys said out of the park and i i didn't have anything involved i don't you were there too you were part of the roots of the grassroots in that but 
the the kids did the kids the kids you know we've seen the passion from those kids we've seen the passion they were sick and tired because the kids were more aware of what was going on in the schools and in their their families and things and then what we were as adults as business owners and things in the community they were very aware and they were tired of it they didn't yeah. want to see it anymore so that that original group of kids i'm very proud of the ambassadors we had out of that group i was watching the spike tv documentary the other day that they had filmed with those kids and just looking at each one of those kids that were in that room that day and how successful i mean i wish i had the list in front of me i could go through the list but every one of those kids are just doing they're out changing the world right now that's awesome that group of kids that are ambassadors that first year and a lot of those other students too are how, how many years well. has it been Andy, I know you're going to ask me that, and Huggins always has to be with me for the dates. I'm, I'm yeah, not no. good. I just like, no, I get it. I, I mean, just I was got there to Chillicothe too. yesterday, and that was 20 years yeah, ago. I know. So, but yeah, it's it's and it's very exciting to be able to have more time now, more time with my kids, and to roll them in now, and 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 seeing where Drug Free Club's going. And this next year, I really want to get back and get more involved and in, and get this next generation of kids heading in the right direction. So, too. have you seen success stories, or do the kids say? It's working or oh, I think we have seen so many success stories and then drug free clubs does a does a survey of the kids and the parents and stuff too and seeing the those results and getting the facts driven data I mean that's what that was problem getting started and getting funding from different places was just data 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 and there wasn't data right you know now we look back and we look at all these data points and it's kind of like kind of like what I do now it's you know is your brand working because <laughs> yeah. that's what I do now but is this brand working and how do we measure it? it's it's hard to measure the ROI on hugging your mom yeah, you know, and it's kind of the same way with this program. But there are a lot of data points we have been able to measure, and one of those key data points was we seen we initially seen uh, ODs go down, and we were one of the only. There was one year there we were the only county in the state where overdose deaths had went down. Yeah, you know, but I mean, we just have success story after success story with these kids, and man, I tell you, it's so it's so moving. Like we just had the rally, you know, last or was it October end of October. Yeah, and I didn't realize it was going on. I well, we didn't. What we did with COVID and everything, because last year we had to cancel it. You know, we love doing that thing downtown, making a big noise, getting the kids on a big stage downtown, and everybody in the community come to support it. But we planned on having it out to the VA. You know, Wickline, Brian worked, and Stacey Ruby out the VA worked to go, okay, we can manage this, be safe, and have it. Obviously, the public wouldn't be able to come, so we planned on having it at the VA. And thanks to those guys for getting that all set up. And then 24 hours before, that, you know, the weather's going to be crap. It's going to be cold. It's going to be rain. It's going to be nasty. So within about less less than 48 hours, you know, more like 24 hours, thanks to the goodness of Southeastern High School and Mr. Justice, the superintendent, and, and all the people that work hard putting it together, Jan Deddy and Sandy Murray. I mean, I hate mentioning names because I'll never mention everybody's name. And if I missed you, I'm sorry. I, I, but, you know, we, we moved that down to Southeastern High School this year, and it was amazing. You know, yeah. just getting all the kids in there, just an amazing time, very powerful. But, Andy, when those kids, I wish – Part of those stories, I don't think everybody needs to hear because some of those kids get up and tell very personal stories. But yeah. to stand up, stand up in front of two thousand people and talk—that's difficult for any of us. But to be a kid to and, do it and talk about difficult, it. yeah. Add in you're telling your facts of your story. My mom was uh, over here passed out while I, my sister and I ate dog food, uh-huh. or my mom taking me in the store and having me steal. St- you know, listening to those kids, I tell you. If it didn't change another kid's life, we were successful with that one right there. Yeah. And how many lives do we save? Who knows how many lives we yeah. saved at this point, Andy? But I know we've saved more than one, and yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely.
I remember your first rally, um, and that was when we're we're getting all the bad press. Chillicothe was oh, about yeah. the murders, and I mean, and I remember that the Columbus news stations didn't come down, and I remember calling them and raising. It was a bad conversation with those people. Yeah. I thought, you know what? <laughs> You've shed light on our bad situation. You need to shed light on our good stuff. And you you refuse to have someone down here to film this? This is uh, – I was ticked. Well, Andy, I tell you, you're never going to make be a millionaire off this podcast because it's good stuff. Right. And people won't click on good stuff. I, I mean, it's just it's, – it's a sad thing to say. And it's the same thing, you know, that, and it does work because people do want to hear good stuff. And that's what – Well, and nowadays we'll get into what we need I do, to. And we'll get into what I do now. But, you know, I knew – just like you were saying, they didn't want it, but just they were filming that. Spike TV was filming that documentary again yeah. to shed bad light. And I'm like, nobody tells, like you said, I was so fired up that nobody wanted to tell the good stuff. And what was happening to colleagues? We had so many good things yeah, happening. Absolutely. And it was just a story of missing women. It was this, it was that. And I was very reluctant to have the kids be interviewed or, or filmed by that company. Yeah. Uh, Terry had reached out and they, she said they want to meet with some kids and get a real good story. Well, the the good news is they filmed it. The bad news is it didn't even make it on Spike TV. <laughs> they put it online. It was an extra added piece. Because it's not the – Yeah, it wasn't sizzle, you know. But, and it was more good stuff, and well, that's what why we're doing you, this. Yeah, but I can tell you that day, that was the last day that film crew was filming here. And that was an award-winning documentarian, uh, Joe Berlinger. I mean, he's <laughs> filmed Metallica. He did My Brother's Keeper. I mean, he's an Academy Award-nominated guy. I mean, in high level. And they had spent all this time, almost two years of Chillicothe filming, all this bad stuff, bad stuff. And they spent the day with these kids. And we didn't know what we were going to do that day, Andy. We walked in. They're like, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know. Tell me what you want us to do. And they said, well, have a meeting. What would you normally do in a meeting? So I just sit down with these kids. The kids weren't prepared. They weren't rehearsed. Yeah. And and I'll give it to you. We can share that link out, too, that people could go yeah, what and is watch that it. Link? It's, it's kind of buried. I still got the link because I saved it in my favorite. Well, I'll put it in our – it, it's, uh, it's on the made Facebook page, too. I'll put it in our notes in the podcast. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah let's do that so folks can watch that because I'm extremely proud of those kids. But watch it. You'll see just a smidge of it. I, so we get done. And when we started that day, Andy, here's this Academy Award nominated director in the room Yeah, that I wasn't able to talk to him before we started. I would speak to the assistant. She would literally turn around. He would go over him in the chair. She would talk to him. She would come back to me. Okay. We got done and he hugged every person on that crew, hugged every kid in that room. I have his personal cell phone number <laughs> because... He said, you know, we've been in all this darkness because they just and, – and there is. There's darkness in every community, there every is. place you go if yep. you want to dig into it. He said, but this is the light of Chillicothe. He said, it, he said I, they were just overwhelmed after meeting these kids, hearing the passion, seeing it. And it was just uh, – it was very, very changing for them, their impression of our community and the things. Once they seen the passion of these kids and they knew, they knew we were heading in the right direction at that point. Yeah, and we are. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. We just keep on going. Yeah. Good stuff. It is good stuff. Um, let's talk about your, your current position with Best Version Media, how that started and where it is today. It's, uh, well, it's something I had no idea was going to happen. You know, I had said a lot of prayers to be able to spend some more time with my kids and be able to spend more time on this program, too, uh, with drug-free clubs and the MAID program. And, you know, Audrey was uh, Audrey was uh, in eighth grade at the time. Wesley was in sixth. 
And, you know, the car business was good to our family and it provided my wife was able to stay home, be a stay at home mom with my kids, which, you know, one of the hardest working jobs out there, being yeah. a stay at home mom. She yeah. doesn't get enough credit for that. And she's done a, she's done a heck of a job, but I missed it. I missed everything before that, Andy. And, you know, you and I were talking about before we got on here today, how important yeah. it is to be there we, for our kids. Yeah. And, but I was always looking for that way out. And I, Went to went to the bank and did commercial lending, and that's how I got to meet a lot of business owners and things too. But I was back to North, so I'd, I'd shut down Chris Scott Motors, had a plan to move out of Chillicothe. Yeah, and it wasn't supposed to happen because Sheriff Lavender told me at one point if I moved out of Chillicothe, he'd come arrest me. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it didn't happen, and that was in the plan, and I didn't know what the plan was. Yeah, and it's you know it's not always our plan; it's his plan. Sure, and, and I didn't know what God had in store for me, but I had planned on moving. I was going to move back to Jackson. You know, I yeah, had part partnership in a dealership lined up. We had some things lined up, and it didn't work out. It didn't work out in the long run. Um, so anyway, long story short, it's been a little bit of time uh, helping my friend Sean Hanks up in Columbus with his cleaning company, and ended up back in the car business in Chillicothe with with the Norse with the Norse family, and. Uh, thanks to Mr. Norris for giving me an opportunity to come over and kind of do my own thing because I still was just helping friends and family. And then, hey, Chris, would you help us with this? And I helped him with that, with Norris, and helped him open a couple of those other lots. <laughs> <laughs> They're really good folks, by the way. But um, believe it or not. And, but uh, I found this opportunity because I, you know what I've always wanted to do, Andy? And I may have mentioned to you this at one time because I thought something would be fun for you and I to do together. But I thought we could have another newspaper in Chillicothe. Yeah. After Gannett bought the Gazette and nothing, I mean, they're a huge, big corporation. You know, nothing, you know, we got a lot, got a lot of great local folks who still do a good job with the paper, and it's a great thing. But, you know, I grew up in Jackson, and we've still got two newspapers down there. You have two newspapers in Jackson? Yeah, two newspapers forever. One's one of those corporate conglomerates, yeah. and another one's owned by my buddy, my buddy Al Stockmeister. You know, and Al's, he's the good stuff in Jackson, man. I mean, he just cares. and something he loves and and uh alan and i were at an event together and i mentioned to him i said buddy I, I'd, I'd really like to start a newspaper in chill coffee and he said are you crazy <laughs> and he might have added another word there too. <laughs> you know, i said well you know i am a little bit crazy and that is crazy idea so i kind of had that in my back of my mind i always wanted done that so when I went back to Norris and I kind of got back into that full, I hadn't planned on that being full time. I wanted to be more of a consulting role, and, and it ended up being really full time and back into it deep. And but I, I was looking at around some different things, and I had planned on doing staying with them and do some consulting work and training and yeah. working with folks, and and kind of was getting into some car business consulting work for some other dealers and things, and then. Um, my buddy Sean's got that cleaning company, Pinnacle Cleaning up Columbus. I was going to help him a little bit. And Ben Barker at Buckeye Designs and Engraving. Ben had a couple national contracts for things that people didn't know Ben was doing right here locally you know, on a, some big national level stuff. I was going to help him out. And I thought, man, if I could find one more thing, you know, being a hustler like Fork, yeah. <laughs> you know, to add to the piece of the puzzle, I could probably spend more time with my kids. And I found this publishing thing that was posted for Chillicothe. Publishing, well, that's pretty cool. So, kind of like and, a newspaper. Yeah, kind of like that. I get to be involved. So I thought, well, this sounds neat. So I talked to him and I just didn't know. I was still pretty skeptical. You know, it's a little different. They have a very different approach. They come, it's the whole, and, and coming from that, that team concept environment, that sociotech environment I, I kind of grew up in, different management styles have always – I've always been curious about and understanding because, you know, that team concept in, in manufacturing 
came from a principal coming out of World War II from Deming who took it to Japan because nobody in the United States would listen to him, took it to Japan, put those processes in place. And now we all know where the Oriental manufacturing went to in Japan with companies like Toyota and Honda and where it's at today. But so I've always been interested in that. And they had a very different approach to how they manage the organization and uh, it's independent contractors. So I, I was really interested, but they talked about bringing your community together, you know, what the effect of this publications that they had around the country. They had about 600 magazines across the country, started out in Milwaukee, just guys like us. I mean, literally the owners of this company are guys like me, you, Forkham, you know, the people we have Every on day. the podcast. It's people, you know, yeah. and they, they had an idea and they incubated it there for five years and they just talked about culture a lot because culture was important to them. Family values were important to them, you know, because they were all family guys. And, heck, all those guys are Catholics with five, six, seven, eight kids apiece, <laughs> the guys that own the company. Yeah, big families. They've got big families. Uh, but, you know, I was very – and I didn't know all that then, but I was just interested because they talked a lot about culture. They talked a lot about the community. I thought, man, chill coffee. This could be the piece that we just need. It's kind of the missing piece. So – I was very curious, and it was, Andy, I mean, literally, it was four years ago, about a week ago, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally, and I had told him, I said, well, I'll, I'll go to your training. I had to go to Milwaukee, and I'm going to check this out, an independent contractor thing, and and uh, I'll go in January. You know, I was I had backed out of my big role at Norse and was just wanting to go back into my little office. Me and Jerry Goshorn had little corner offices together and over in the Honda building, and I just was helping friends and family with cars. You know, I had so many people that called me every day looking for cars, so I was doing that by appointment. And I was talking to the guy, uh, the guy from Connecticut. He was running Ohio remotely. And uh, I don't know, something he said just struck my curiosity even more. So I went to their training. I said, I want to go train now. I'll go ahead and go now. Yeah. How soon can you get me in? So I went to Milwaukee, December 19th, 2017. Yeah, right, 360, <laughs> three years and 360 days ago. I'm sure your wife thought you were nuts. Yeah. Well, she always did. Yeah. You know, she, but she always knew that I'd provide because yeah. that was what I told her we would do when she decided to give up her job at the credit union, sacrifice her career. You know, I said, you know, if you stay home, I may have to work the hours of two jobs, but I'll always make sure you guys are provided for. And that's what we did. And she yeah. knew I would because I said I would. And so I went. And I'll be honest, Andy, I got in their training up there, and I, I, I wanted to understand if the, the culture was real first. And I talked to people in the, in the corporate headquarters, and it's real. And I'm sitting there in the training, and our CEO at the time, Dave Duran, is – and look him up. He's got a podcast and a million things. But Dave's just – if you're in business and you want to learn, I mean, he's a guy you want to learn from, just those type people. Yeah. And he's definitely a big mentor to me. Dave was talking about his passion and how they started and this and that. And, Andy, I was – brought to tears i mean it was one of the most overwhelming moments in my life that it was like god punched me in the mouth and said hey stupid all this time investment you've done in the community the things you've done this is where you're supposed to be and it was kind of overwhelming i hadn't had that in my career before that nothing ever really made that much sense you know i'd work for other people work for myself and nothing ever made that even having chris scott motors didn't make that much sense as it made sense at that moment in time literally i sit there and said a prayer of thanks for five, 10 minutes, pushed a little tear back in the corner of my eye because I didn't want Dave to think I was a sissy. Yeah. Big guy sitting in the front row crying like a baby. <laughs> but but it was, it was, it was, I mean, because I, and, and their passion is helping businesses grow in the community. And that was, you know, just seeing our community grow was a passion for me. Um, so anyway, 
come back and, you know, just called upon a lot of friends that, you know, knew that this would be good. And a lot of like yourself, I mean, you were one of the first investors in this magazine to bring it to print. I mean, heck, we're looking on the wall here. Yeah. First edition, <laughs> big old, big old, I don't know, how big is that frame? Andy, 30 inches? I didn't even have my, uh, my son in that one. No, it's that's, been a while. That's the pre the baby boy. got yeah. the girls and Miss Meredith up there, big, big poster hanging in my office here, yeah. the first issue. No, I think he does that just because I was coming over. <laughs> yeah, I just had that made. I had had the Metropolis design <laughs> and uh, and the Midway Sign Company print that up before he got here. But uh, no, we you know rolled out and talked to you and I'm Jason Rhodes at Perfection One. He was the first person, and you and a lot of the folks we're in Rotary with, and, yeah. you know, and Joe Urig and Dave Pinkerton, and I mean, uh, and a lot of you are still with me today. You know, four years later, it's so exciting to see where it's gone, where it's went, and it, and it's it's part of our community, and people are excited getting it. We hear every day from people in the community that are excited about getting to know their neighbors, yeah, and we really bring people together, and that's what it's all about. Because if we sent you, you know, right here on my desk, there's t- back then people are like, oh, print, it's not a thing, and that kind of question, I questioned it a little bit because I'd spent millions of dollars in marketing in Southern Ohio and in the dealerships and tried so many different things to reach the people. But, you know, Amazon's got a toy catalog yeah. and there's Amazon style catalog laying on my desk. Print still works and it's still part of what we do, but people get real excited when they see the cover come in and, you know, well, I, I know that Tomlinson guy. I've listened to his podcast or that's that, that's that only until a coffee gal. I've seen, she's the real realtor, you know, or that little girl, she goes to school with my daughter. You may not know them, but you know, you know, we're small enough community still, sure. you know, cause some of the, we have, we now have a thousand of these magazines across North America. But a lot of them are neighborhood based, you know, that people know they walk their dog past their house, you know yeah. I mean? And that's what excites people. That's why this still works. There's been a couple want- that I didn't know and you've seen them somewhere, but you're like, oh, let me read this one. I, I don't know these people. Well, I think, you know, <laughs> Herb Strange told me one day, we can talk about other insurance uh, aides. Of course. <laughs> Herb is a good guy. Herbie told me one day after uh, Villa Reels were on the cover. Rich and Kathy's on the cover and the boys and just be, I, that's one of the, I've went on a couple of the photo shoots. I don't always get to do that, but yeah. I got to go with them that day because we went down to the church and stuff and it was just a, it was a great time and Savvy's always a blast anyway, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, that issue came out and Herbie said, you know, he said, uh, Kathy's my doctor and Rich is my wife's doctor and we know that we know the Villarreal's and but he said I really loved reading the story and just getting to know even more yeah. about so it made people you, you think, know you think we know but you, you, you know well, it's just like me and you talking today. We got to know more. Yeah, you know, I had you, no know, idea you were a realtor. I mean, we've known each other for twenty well, years. Yeah, and we've had a lot of lot conversations, of, we, we and stories between us over the years, and and you learned something new. But you yeah. do, and that's why people love getting the magazine. And and it's funny, like some people say, well, these twenty year olds, they don't, they don't like. No, they do. Are, are the people who like getting this publication the most are the twenty something successful folks that want to make a difference in the community that want to get to know their neighbors and Andy. What we do is what is really happening anyway. People want to know each other. We get along a lot better than most of the media will have you think how we get along. Because right now, the division in this world yeah. comes from well, the media. Right. <laughs> and uh, this is the good stuff. And the yeah. good stuff of what we do until coffee is bringing your neighbor and, and you get to you know learn something about somebody you might not know. And when you see them at the grocery store, some say hi, you know, right. and, and, and it does. I mean, you, you, you've seen it. You guys were on the cover after yeah. that. People saying, hey, you know, seeing you on the cover, big famous guy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. People you may not even know may have introduced herself to you. I hear it all the time about stories, people walking through the grocery store and somebody said something to them about being on the cover of the magazine or love 
hearing about this or you know it's just it's it's social media in print is yeah. what it is and then you get all these businesses that are able to highlight in there and businesses can actually write in there and learn about their businesses and things that are going on and the calendar of events i mean there's so many good things and then we've got so many other directions we're going right now too with our our facebook and google ads are are less expensive than you can get it anywhere else so we tie those back in and we know remarketing to the households with digital on top of it and then now don't you have the uh, sports too? The yeah, that's quick? huge, Andy. I just got back. I was uh, I was down in Florida last month with our our former CEO Dave Tran. I was talking about as executive director now. We had a division manager meeting down there in Florida, and I was talking today. We went over to his house, had dinner, and uh, we were talking about it. And he said, "This is going to be bigger than our print magazine." <laughs> you know, and, and the print. L- l- let me give you some perspective on this because first of all, I started and I went. To you, all those people, we got started, and we you have to go out and cover the baseline cost. I mean, literally, you're getting sponsors to invest in this. And then once you do that, it goes to print. And the record in the company was nine days. That's the fastest anybody had ever done it, and the average is about 60 to 90 days. So we set the record here in Chillicothe because it went seven days. And wow. it's still, to this day, four years later, it's the it's the fastest any one of these have ever went to print here in Chillicothe, which all do the fact, thanks to you and other great sponsors to get this people you know because you're sponsoring this to go in these households nobody pays a subscription to this thing yeah and uh so we have the sports magazine here too but the sports website it's what dave is telling me that's the executive director he said that's going to be even bigger what we did here in chill coffee so we did that we kind of broke a lot of records in the company but chill coffee was just primed it was ready to have this piece I went on the company trip. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, this Dave, who was the CEO at the time, he grabbed me in the lobby of the hotel. And I hadn't been there very long. I didn't even know Dave knew my name. You know, he's like, hey, Chris, I need to talk to you. He said, we did this. Uh, we did a test down in Lake Travis, Texas. He said, did you see the sports magazine? We did a youth sports magazine there. It's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> he said, I yeah. heard you're going to do another magazine. I said, yeah. I said, I'm going to open one up in Circleville or maybe down in Jackson, my hometown. One of those two. I think they they really need it, too. He said, well, I'd like for you to maybe do a test on that sports magazine and chill coffee. And I said, Dave, with all due respect, Lake Travis Neighbors, the average income and yeah, average household sure. in Lake L- Travis, Texas is a little bit different. Chill coffee is about 10% of that. And he said, well, you know, people told me that – the neighbor magazine wouldn't work in Chillicothe, Chris. He said someone had tried to do it there before you, and they come back and told us it wouldn't work in Chillicothe. He said, but you obviously showed that it works everywhere we do it. He said, I'd like for you to do that sports magazine. That's okay. So we did that in the summer of 18, and uh, you know a lot of great sponsors came forward, and we you know put together our youth sports magazine. I really, We have great sports coverage in Ross County like no other because I look around everywhere else, and with things we've got going on right now, like, I mean, I was happy to help Derek and, and those guys at SOSA get started because they do really good covering Southern Ohio and we get all the stats and scores and uh, the SVC network. I mean, there's so many things we've got going on in Ross County. They don't have this anywhere else. See, I, I, I don't know these yeah. things because my kids aren't in sports right. yet. Yeah. So once you're into that, you'll know and yeah. you'll know we've got I mean, I'm just giving kudos to everybody, but I, I do kind of feel like we helped start that in Ross County and and show that you know the opportunity and giving these kids an opportunity to be highlighted. But so we, you know, we came and I remember when I started it, 
Mike was still the uh, throne was still the editor over at the Gazette, and he goes, "We need to have a little talk, you know, like <laughs> some groundwork on how this worked, you know, what, some ground rules." And Mike and I went to lunch. I said, "Man, we're not doing stats and scores like you know what the paper does or anything." I said, "We're doing some stories about you know the kids and really highlighting some sports that really don't get highlighted, you yeah. know, and it goes to a little broader audience. The sports magazine does. It gets distributed all over the county to certain households, and uh, you know we love it. I mean, we love where." It's at. I mean, you can see up behind you. There's there's Osh Brown, Chillicothe High School at Rutgers. You know, and on the cover of the magazine, just oh, to yeah. take them to the next level. And that's up called Great, Great Seal Sports. And this is and um, the magazine I, we were talking about is called Great, Great Seal, Seal Living. Living. Yeah, we got yeah. Great Seal Living, Great Seal Sports. So it's came a long way, and we just had the, you know, the the girls from Chillicothe Golf on the cover. You know, it's highlighting things that some of these kids never never get to know. You know, we've had kids state level swimmers. You know, and they don't get that. It's not one of the big three. It's not football, basketball, baseball. So, you know, it doesn't get the coverage. And, you know, me, I've got a passion for wrestling, youth wrestling. Yeah. It doesn't get the coverage that – Wesley's still wrestling? Oh, he's still wrestling. He's been – my son's been wrestling since he was four. We we helped the Zane Trace youth program a lot get started, you know, with, with Bob Hostin, the head of that out there, helped him. And, uh, you know, we've we've just been involved in the wrestling community in the county. And it's a, it's a sport that really brings the kids from all the schools together. You know, we've always – we've had a great – we've got a really good program here in Ross County that don't get the right. recognition, you know, whether it be swim. I mean, there's a lot of sports, you know, the girls lacrosse team at Chilcothe, the bowling team out to Zane Trace. I mean, there's so many, the now, archery team at Huntington. Now there's a mountain biking team. Yeah. Now we've got the mountain bike team. We help, you know, get that going too with Ty and, and everybody that's yeah. put in all the hard work there. There's a lot of people. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, the sports is growing, you know, we, I, and I feel like we were part of that, you know, getting that recognition for these things out there. So, you know, those are, and if you're a business owner listening and we haven't talked about it, it's a great way to get your name, your business in the household. Cause that's something that's key to kind of understand how this works is it wasn't the same old print like we were used to, you know, cause I, and I tell people, for example, you know, the telephone book, you know, it used to be when, when I got in business, when I opened Chris Scott Motors and Chillicothe, I had to be in the phone book. I had to be on the radio station. I had to be in the newspaper, you know, and I'll give people examples of what I spent with those mediums back then. And cause that's what you had to do. And this is extremely affordable. Yeah. I'm not even in the yellow page. Uh, someone called my office. I don't want to pick on the phone book. I understand. I'm not going to pick on anything cause I'm still a newspaper guy. I love the Gazette. I love getting the paper if I can find one. And I love, you know, you know, I still use phone book, but nobody does anymore. That's Google, Andy. It is Google. And, uh, and, uh, but I'll tell you about that. But, but you know, with this, it's not, you know, Thursday in the Gazette, I used to run half page used car ad and it cost me a lot of money. Yeah. It cost, it cost Bill Herstein a lot of money and it cost Dick Norris a lot of money and it cost Chris Scott, whoever I was working yeah. with. And, and I, I mean, I spent, I spent a lot of money in the Gazette, you know, and I think coming from that perspective and knowing what I spent and knowing, you know, what the different things were in Chillicothe, I used to have an infomercial. I'd love to have that. I'd love to have some of those copies. You talk about some fun stuff to watch. It's not on YouTube. You can't find no, it. No, they're not on YouTube. And man, I just, you I got to find, I got to find somebody in the old spectrum days to dig those tapes out. Cause some of those, some of those TV 
commercials we did back then. We had the the Fast and Furious commercial. That became a fad around Chillicothe. But a lot of those marketing things, I just spent a lot of money. And I knew this thing worked. This whole thing worked and how well it worked. But it's it's we're so used to having the mindset of running an ad, seeing a response, measure my ROI, doing this and that. And, and that's not what this is. This is about top of mind awareness in the community. It's about being in front of everybody in the communities, in the people who make a difference in the community. And that's what we do now with our digital. On top of that, we reach everybody in the community. And it's just reminding them of your brand. Because, you know, it's just like in the insurance business. It's like when I went in the banking business, I just thought, oh, man, I've got all this great stuff at the bank. The bank I was working for had all the latest technology, had everything. And I, I know all these people in business. But if I go out... And the bank is a lot like insurance. If I go out and see all my friends that are in business and, you know, I go, wow, I can make you this much return on your, your accounts, your idle money. I can sit here and this is back way before you took a check picture and deposit yeah. at your desktop. I had a machine to sit on your desk, scan the checks in. I had all this stuff. I mean, they had the greatest stuff. And I, I'll be able to switch all their accounts over. Well, that's not how I'm that not, works. Not no. in the banking business. No. No. Because, you know, Susan or whoever, you know, over at Kingston, you know, people like that. I mean, that, was, that was who I was up against as commercial lender, or, you know, back in the day when Dell was still at, at, at Huntington. I mean, I was uh, against really? Doles or, you know, all these people. It was it was a very much relationship business and, and did well with it, you know, because, you know, I remember – Dozy was going to come after me. <laughs> no, we took a lot of clients, yeah. you know, whether it was Kevin over at Benton County. I mean, you know, and it's like that for you. I mean, the insurance people just don't get up today and go, oh, I think oh, I'll yeah. switch insurance company. I think I'll just call Andy right now. No, they're going to look. And, and here's an example of what we do. Okay. So a person gets switches their insurance or something. They do that when they get aggravated. Their premium went up. And yeah. we could tell a story of how you got my insurance. Yeah. You know? and, and they get aggravated or whatever. That's when they start shopping it. So they go to the Googles, Andy. Yeah. They go out to the interwebs and they type in insurance and Chillicothe. Well, yeah. here's what they're going to do. Those paid ones are come up at the top and nobody clicks on those. You don't click yeah. on those. Nobody listens. No one, we no don't click does. on those. And then we go to what we feel like is organic, even though they paid a lot of money to be there through search engine optimization and yeah. other things. But we go down through and the one we click on is the one we have some type of mental recognition with. And we do that in the magazine by being in their home every month, reminding them of you, keeping that top of mind awareness. That way when they shop for it and they click on the Google and they call your office and go, hey, I'd like to get a quote on my home auto and this and that. Great. No problem. We can do that for you. And then you as a good business owner trying to figure out what you're doing well with your money, you go, well, how'd you hear about us? And they said, oh, the Googles. <laughs> and, goes, and, and, and one of the girls chalks that up on the form. Oh, there went another one to the Google. Well, it wasn't the Google. It wasn't the Google. It's because they were at work yesterday and their boss who gets the magazine just sitting there talking to him and and they're like man my insurance company hey you should call over to Andy thomas and give them guys a shot you know that yeah. guy may not even get the magazine but that person who gets the magazine just influenced him you know and you don't you can't measure that on a stick you can't on, on google it's you know and it's so hard to measure stuff anyway i remember one time uh you know we always did that in the car business and you know when i was out there at norston the first time and we did it at Hernstein's and everything was, how'd you hear about you? How'd you buy? Well, back before the interwebs, it was, we drove by or billboard. That was the two answers you got. Yeah. Now, once the internet started, it's your website, your website, your website. I, I remember Mr. Norse did a real thorough 
so. interview with folks as they bought their car and it was website, 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 like 90%. <laughs> and it wasn't the website. And, you know, we really had to study that and understand it. It was all these different things that people do. And, you know, what we do is take all the marketing you do and we just pull it together. I mean, we're that glue that bonds all those pieces. I mean, just like you, I mean, you know, we can look at the examples of what you do to market yourself. You got billboards, you do radio, you still help sponsor things in the community and the magazine helps pull that together. Yeah. And, and that's what we do. And it's, it's hard for a lot of business owners to wrap their mind around uh, because we're so used to, let me run this special off. And it's not about, people don't even want that, Andy. They don't want to know about a special. They want to know why you're special. And they right. want to know you and trust you they can work with their business. And that's what we do. And just top of mind awareness, repetition in the yeah. community. And we got a new sports website. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk. We did a whole episode on marketing. So after we did the sports magazine here, which is highly successful, love it, um, we started testing those around the country. That was the second one we did was here in Chillicothe. But what we found out was if we had a publisher who published a neighborhood magazine like I did, and then we went to do a sports magazine in the same area, if that publisher, like my guy in Columbus, he had you know magazines in Olentangy and Lewis Center. But Mike was 55, 60 years old. His kids were grown. None of them were ever in sports. So that's you a know, hard, yeah. It, and it was hard for him to get involved in that side of things. So what we figured out was now we're doing sports sections. So like up in our Circleville, you know, we have, I have the Circleville magazine too. In our Circleville magazine, we don't have a separate sports magazine. It's a section inside the magazine. Did the same thing over in Lancaster too. So we started doing that across the country. And then now we've got the sports website, which is growing big. And, and the reason I wanted to mention it is it's someplace that your kids, you can go and put the story in about your kids or video from, and trust me, you're getting ready. Once your kids get involved in, well, your daughter swims, right? No, she's not in swimming. She's in, she's in, uh, she's in basketball right now. She's yeah. been in volleyball, but it's, she plays for a flage, so it's not. Right. Flage kids don't get anything. Nothing. Take a video, Andy. Yeah. Put the story in. You know, write a little story. Hey, the Panthers, you know, whooped up on whoever today or mm, didn't whoop yeah. up on or whatever. And but you know, you you can write it yourself as a coach, as a parent, as a fan. How's you put it, it in that, there. Does that get edited or how's that work? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously they're gonna take a look at it, but it take your video, your picture, put it right up on the website, and it goes up on that sports website. Then you can share that with people around, share it on social media, share it with your family that's out in Colorado or wherever. Sure. That way they get to see it too. And any sport, you know, equestrian, and, and I've been pushing a lot with the wrestling coaches, whether it be Division One wrestling, even Division uh, on the college level, these high school levels. How do they do that? I'll I'll give you the link. So at <laughs> bvmsports.com and it's on there. Just click that submit button, but you hit the local tab and it pulls up all these local stories that are just great that you don't get. Or maybe, you know, Grace gets in high school and she's a basketball star, you know, and you want to, you're getting some video and putting in a little story and that because unless I mean, a miracle happens well i, think. I mean it yeah. could happen you don't ever know yeah but you know you want some college coaches to look at her you just created the story and have it on there you send it out to them love it i mean yeah. it's and i remember That's something different well how i relate it to it is i remember in sixth grade eddie jones minor league or pony league or i don't know what league but i was sixth grade league i hit the winning home i hit the first home run of the season 
I mean, I blasted that ball, Andy. It went over the fence. It went to the railroad tracks, bounced in one of the boxcars on the railroad tracks. It was gone. How old were you? I was a sixth grader, so okay. whatever, yeah. I just remember that day, the glory, the trotting around the bases, the home run, the first one of the opening day of the season. I never hit crap after that the whole year. But but they were scared of you. It was in the <laughs> – yeah, that, and it was in the newspaper. You know, yeah. they'd written the story because we had the box scores of all the games yeah. and that. And I still have that new – mom cut it out. I still got that newspaper clipping somewhere that's nowhere now Andy yeah. unless you know and that's a very cool niche that this is going into niche as Forkham says or you know everybody yeah. yeah it's whatever Southern Ohio I listen to your podcast today Forkham he has that niche he's niche for his uh, golf channel I love it I, I screw that up too Spud Run Golf I don't know how you say it I'm just I have a very limited vocabulary you know I'm from Jackson and most of them are swear words you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that anymore but uh, no now and that fall they said, hey, you know, we don't – Ohio's growing, and we really want to have a manager, a person that runs the state of Ohio and uh, the Ohio division. I said, golly, I've been a manager for 20 years. I kind of want to worry about this guy, my kids. You know, I don't want to manage people anymore. And the difference in the culture there, it's not a manager role. I'm a coach, you know, and I'm a recruiter. I'm a business developer for the whole state of Ohio. So when I started, we had uh, 13 magazines in Ohio. And to give you some perspective on that, we had 26 in Milwaukee. And oh, Milwaukee's wow. the size of Columbus. Yeah. You know, so we had a lot of room for growth. Uh, heck, Ocala, Florida had 14 magazines. And Ocala's the size of Dayton. <laughs> wow. So, you know, we had this tremendous potential for growth. We Because, we, uh, you know, this works in every community we put it in. Uh, so now we have 31. I took over the state of Ohio in the fall of 18. And that's, you know, what I do a lot and why I'm removed from Chill Coffee a lot. And, and, uh, and why I have to have help here, you know, with what yeah. I do here. Um, we have 31 across the state, and we're set right probably for the next year to probably put in another 14 to 15 over the next 12 months. Wow, that's incredible. And, uh, yeah, so the company went from 600 when I started. They put out 600. Uh, they had 600 magazines. They put out 14 or 15 million copies in 2017. This year, we hit over a 1,000 magazines now, and we're putting out over 40 million copies. Wow. So to give you some perspective on that, if it was one newspaper – I mean, there were a thousand different magazines, but if it was one, it'd be the biggest one in the world. Yeah. If it was one magazine, it'd be the biggest one in the world, but it's not, you know, it's, it's a thousand different ones across North America. So, but yeah, that's my role now. And I just keep, keep growing. You know, we've got a magazine over Marietta. We've got one on Lancaster, you know, Dayton, we've got seven or eight. Cincinnati, we've got several. Columbus, we've got several, you know, and it's spread all over Ohio. And so I might be in Cleveland one day and Dayton the next, but I'm still I'm still home a lot more and it's still good stuff because I'm helping other people grow their yeah. businesses. And, and, and you can also be with your family a little more. And I can do it all remotely. You know, I mean, I can, I can yeah, now we can do it from anywhere we're because at. Everyone's gotten used to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's still... I love how still, even through the tough times we've had the past couple of years, it's brought people together. Yeah. And, and that's what we want to continue to do is help with that because we don't have the division problem that a lot of people want to create in our world. We, we, it's, we're a lot closer in this community, definitely. Oh, 100%. Definitely closer than a lot of people want to yeah. separate it. Well, uh, what are you most proudest of? That's a lot, buddy. I know. It's a deep question. It is a deep question. Some of these I wasn't prepared. You know, we kind of talked a little bit. I didn't I guess I should have thought this one through a little bit. That's a pretty easy answer. I'm I'm most proud of my family. That's I knew you'd say it. <laughs> most proud of my wife and 
and you know the relationship we've you know it's we've had our ups and downs you know we've been together 20 years just like anybody else yeah. and and just proud of where we're at where we've been through and where we're going because you know it hasn't been easy you know yeah, people marriages aren't and life isn't you know yeah. people see the tip of the iceberg they see some success you know and they want to be mean sometimes about people can be mean about that you know mm -hmm. and uh you know or mean because you know she gets to stay home or whatever we've worked at that you know right. she didn't get to stay home because it was easy she gets to stay home because we and it wasn't easy for her you know she she's worked hard to you know and i feel like nowadays you're just raising kids to not be on drugs and not be jerks you yeah know? and I, I feel like we've done a pretty good job i can't say it too early yet they're no, still young you know, you but, know but, uh, but if you know that his kids are yeah. good kids well and that's the other thing i'm most proud and just the three of them you yeah. know i mean it's audrey is senior at southeastern she's involved in everything a three-sport athlete and you know she's respected by the her her teachers and administrators and her peers i do believe you know she's going to have girl problems that's what girls problems oh, do yeah. you know that's caddy and Audrey's pretty political, you know. I'm pretty apolitical. I've been always kind of a down the middle of the road kind of guy, yeah. and just uh, been more about the candidate and been about family values. And I mean, I get a little edgy when you start talking about guns. I'm I'm a gun guy, and I'll right. teach you about guns, and I think everybody should know about them. But uh, uh, no, and then and Wesley and Audrey will tell you. I mean, she don't. There's no black and white. There's no middle of the road with her, which which she is. I didn't do that. She's on her own. And uh, but yeah, I'm pretty proud of her and uh, and Wesley. You know, he's a sophomore. How, how tall is Wesley? Well, Audrey's almost six foot. Wow. And then Wesley, you know, and I'm six, eight, I've shrunk and Mandy's almost six foot. So Mandy always joked that she knew at some point in life, she was going to be the shortest person in the family. Yeah. And she, she is she now. Is, yeah. And oh, Wes, he's, uh, you know, Wes figured out that, you know, we, the kids go to two different schools and I think that's okay, depending upon your kid. And, you know, now with open enrollment and what we do, you know, we live yeah. right down there in Southeastern, live right down by Bell Manor. And, yeah. and, uh, but you know, Audrey, she's a perfect fit at Southeastern. I mean, the kid fit like a glove there when we moved down there and then moved from Zane Trace to go down there and we didn't leave Trace cause it was bad or whatever. I, a lot of people ask these questions and you get the answers today, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's just, we moved a mile away from there. Mandy was driving both kids back and forth to Zane Trace. And so why don't we think about switching over here before high school? And Audrey did, and it's it's been blessed. You know, that's a great school district. We got a lot. Our school districts don't get enough credit for what we got going on here in Ross County. But I tell you, some of these county schools are the hidden gems. But yeah, yeah. and, and Southeastern's got every one of them's got some qualities that are unique and things. And and we've got great administrators and things too that do a good job. But uh, yeah, blessed there. Southeastern's great school district, and Audrey done well. Wesley, he decided. You know, we looked around and talked, and he, he stayed at Zane Trace a little bit longer after we moved down there, but it just wasn't quite the right fit. And got Southeastern, it wasn't quite the right fit. And, uh, you know, it just – Wes's – you know, kids are each individual oh, personality yeah, no, is different, but, you know. And, uh, you know, Wesley, he ended up going to Chillicothe, and, man, it's perfect. You know, he loves Chillicothe, and it's a great school district, you know, and, and, and just fits his personality and and uh, the things he does. And I know he's Andre, but, you know, and he and I apologize to any teachers he's been Andre with. He's he's got some of his dad's sarcasm. But, but you never what, – what is he, six – Six four. Six four. Yeah, he's six four and he's wrestling one fifty now. Wow. <laughs> he broke the one fifty I don't know if he broke the one like at times. Right. He's just so skinny, you know. Yeah, he's like, he's Dad, I just I want to gain weight. I want to get bigger. I'm like, dude, that's the easiest thing I ever had in life. I yeah. could sweat and lick it and gain two pounds, me you too. know, and just it came natural to me. And uh and uh, you know, he just 
I don't know. It's just his metabolism. I mean, he's Sonny Shoemaker's great grandson. If, if you, those of you listening that knew Sonny, I mean, Sonny was a bean pole stick. Yeah, he was. Until he was way late and didn't really gain any weight. Got a little thicker at sixties and then in the seventies, you know, just he's tall and lanky like yeah. Sonny was. That's the way Wesley is. And and my grandmother on my side, she was kind of same. I mean, you know me, I'm a big guy. You know, well, but, you've, you're smaller now. Yeah, a little bit, but yeah, Wes is. Uh, I'm super proud of my kids, man. I tell you, they're both in church. You know, Wesley. You know, we. We go down to Real Joy uh, Fellowship with Tony Lambert a ch- Church down there, and I love it, love it, love it. And Wesley really got us back into church. You know, he was uh, Wesley's a very faithful, God fearing guy, and and he would go to a couple different youth groups and and kind of got us. You know, I told uh, I told Tony, I said, you know, I you know I should I didn't do my job here for God, my son did, and and uh, I got to give my son the thanks for bringing our family back to church and, yeah. and being involved. And we're real excited about being involved in, at Real Joy. We're getting ready to build a new building out off of uh, out off of Twenty Three, right out there by the fireworks store. Okay, got a big new facility. Yeah, we're getting ready to move up there and uh, invite you down to church anytime with us down in Massiveville right now off Old thir- off of uh, Twenty Three down there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, new facility is going to. We just had the groundbreaking, so pretty exciting. That's Great. Yeah, but I'm pr- that's that's what I'm most proud of. Andy. Yeah. Do you have any regrets? I think people sit around and think about regrets at each your life, the rest would, of your life. It? I mean, I've got plenty. Of, we all make mistakes, and you and I were kind of talking about before we went on today, just trying to be a little bit better than what our parents did, taking yep. the best part of them. And um, I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say I do, man. Yeah. I just you wouldn't change it. No, I, I mean, yeah, there's a few things I changed, but you know, I wouldn't be who totally, I was. Yeah, it right. wouldn't be my story, you know. And and I, I, it's funny, you know, I'm a I'm a country guy, and I think I could write a country song a little bit about some of the hard times. But I've got a lot of good times, and I'm living the good times because it's the good stuff, man. Yeah. It really is. And so you you can't change it, you know. I was telling you about Dad asking me about, hey. Uh, do you think I did this wrong or that wrong? Kind of dad wants some feedback in life where he's at right now. And I said, man, I, I don't know nothing against you, yeah. buddy. I said, you were 20 years old when you had me. You're a young kid, had no clue what to do. And, you know, did you screw up? Yeah, you screwed up a lot. But we all, uh, I'm not going to hold it against you. And I just, you know, uh, it's life, you know. Yeah. And there's no there's no novel to it. But you just go out and be nice. I mean, number one, be nice to people and, and try to just think about other than yourself. You yeah. know, and I, I think that's the biggest thing we don't. If there's a problem in America right now, that's that's it. That's the problem. I mean, just you know, we've we've got so angry and so much hatred, and pe- people just stop and think for a minute. If you're at a restaurant this week and there's they're not serving you immediately, take a breath. You yeah, know? it's okay. Somebody's gonna be there. It's okay. You know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and the people who do help you out. I mean, I, I really hope we can get back to the service we're used to before. But who knows? Maybe, but yeah. Anyway, it's a different time. Yeah. Just be nice. So I always ask three questions. Uh oh. Your favorite breakfast, lunch, and dinner spot? All oh, that's, in one? No, that's just one. Is it th- okay. Whew. Have you seen me? I'd like to eat, buddy. Well, that's why I asked. Mm. Man, that's pressure. You know, I've got I've got sponsors, too. <laughs> it doesn't have to be in Chilcotti either. In Chilcotti. Just your favorite. You know. you know, I guess in general, we love we we love Mexican food. You yeah. Know, we love and, – and so we, you know, we try to – take trips south of the border at least once a year because it's inexpensive and we can take the whole family down there and stuff and you go to on those all-inclusive trips and you get all the food you want to eat and yeah. it's pretty affordable i mean just about you know you know it, on a budget family friendly vacation or something but when we're home we like to try 
that too. Different, different, and obviously Chillicothe, we got a plethora of Mexican we restaurants now to we choose do. from. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's just good food. And we we Mandy is a uh, she's a holistic nutritionist, so she got into that a few years ago. She has her certification in that. Really looking for foods to heal and health. And I know I'm. You know, if you see me, I'm a big old boy, <laughs> but I still I eat pretty healthy, and some of that food can be a lot healthier and fresher sometimes and less processed. So that's right. kind of the the way we lean. So I, and before I, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, honestly, you know, especially when you go to those resorts, you can eat that three yeah. meals a day. And I'm a, I mean, Andy, and this is going. I mean, you know this fact, but it blew a lot of people's mind. I grew up out in the hills of Jackson County. My uncle had a dairy farm, so I mean, I pretty much grew up on the dairy farm, and that meant meat and taters and yeah. lots of milk and the whole milk you know and um mandy because of her studies and stuff had always talked to me about changing my diet and doing things i'm like you are not she went vegetarian and then she went vegan i'm like i gotta have meat like i couldn't go sleep at night if i didn't have the meat and we were coming back from a trip and watching uh, plant pure nation and uh i thought you know what I need to try this, this plant-based diet stuff. But doesn't mean I'm not still a farm boy at heart, but I've, I'm a fat pescatarian. Wow. You've done that, huh? He did it. Three and a half years since I've had chicken, beef, turkey, or anything like that. Now I have fish and shrimp, or, you know, about once or twice a week. But, yeah, I, I eat a lot of fat and carbs. I still like a lot of nuts and probably some chocolate and stuff, too. Yeah. But, yeah, you've seen that box of candy I just got for Christmas here. I'm dying to dig into it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Well, my wife's the same way, but uh, I haven't uh, converted. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. If you watch a little bit of that study and understand, I, and I will tell you for your heart, I mean, I my numbers went completely in a better direction, but I had that surgery and lost all that weight. You know, yeah. And that wasn't an easy way out. That was, I'm a fat kid. I've been a fat kid my whole life, battled it, studied it, and then decided to have that sleeve surgery and lost 200 pounds, you yeah. know, and knew that I would gain some back, but I thought, well, I can maintain well if I can change my diet and eat healthier. So I was still eating the, eating the processed stuff and doing all that. And then I watched it and then game changers, another good one I'd say to watch if you understand it, but that plant pure nation, Coming from a, that Dr. Campbell and that was a dairy farmer, you know, originally that guy was, he's a genius, but he studied, you know, all this stuff around the world and how that diet affected. And I felt better after switching over and have felt better since. And so I don't get sick near as often. And I mean, there's a lot to that. A lot they they to used it. to teach that in medical school back yeah. in the day. <laughs> Homeopathic. Yeah. But that doesn't, that doesn't make the drug companies money. No. Watch dope sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what book are you currently reading or would like to Andy, do you remember I told you I have a limited vocabulary? We can't tell all these secrets here because I'm a magazine publisher. I know. I don't could read be a lot. magazine. Huh? Could be a magazine. It could be. I mean, I love reading about our families and every month and getting to know, you know, I wish I could go on every photo shoot, but I just can't, you know. Right. But um, I love reading. I do love reading Great Still Living. I love reading that family story in the magazine. I love it when our sponsors write things about their industry, learning more about it. And He's looking you know, at me because I haven't written anything. Give me the eyeball because he hadn't written anything. But, uh, no, um, I don't. I'll be honest, and Mandy will tell you, my kids are readers, she's a reader, and I am not. It is, I struggle. I mean, I wish I was better at it. Uh, it's probably one of the problems I had in college, too. But, I mean, I, I'd love to Have you sit tried down. an audio book? I've tried the audio books, and I don't, I, and I'm in the car a lot. It's like listening to your podcast. I want to listen to it when I'm driving and stuff. Yeah. But I listen to John Maxwell, you know, if I yeah. listen to an audio book. I really like John, and I can relate to John Maxwell with him being from, you know, he pastored at Lancaster, you know, yeah. and, and comes from a very, 
very, uh, you know, God-fearing approach with his business and management and things, too. And I, I really like John Maxwell. But, um, man, I just bought a book, too. I tell you, it's called uh, The One Thing. And it's uh, from uh, – Gosh, I'm not going to think the guy's name. He's a big realtor guy. Keller. Keller. Yeah. Keller Williams. Yeah. I've from read it. Keller from Keller Williams. Yeah. That one thing. Yeah. And the it's one. a good book, you know, and I'm getting ready to read it again because I'll read something and I'll have to read it again. So I've audio booked that and read it because I just, I'll set it down. I won't read it and I need to go back. But, you know, it's, it's a good one. I don't care if you're in business or just in life or whatever. It it gave me some fresh perspectives. I mean, really. And, just and, work on one thing. It is. And, and, you know, and getting back to church and being with that, because I sure like to read the Bible. I'm getting back into that, too. But, um, you know, that one thing is it's a good book. I'd recommend it. Uh, Night Owl or Early Riser? Night Owl. Yeah. I'm bad about, you know, and I I like, you know what I learned from a lot is I like watching documentaries. Yeah. And it's my sleeping medicine because I I start watching a documentary and it it put me to sleep every time. But, you know, I'll find myself, you know, Mandy, she's she's in bed at 10 o'clock and gets up 5 o'clock in the morning, gets kids up, does her exercising, you know, that whole thing. But... and exercise, and I'm allergic to it, so I don't get <laughs> <laughs> to do it. But I love watching documentaries and and uh, or, or docu series, you yeah. know, like the Curse of Oak Island. Man, that is my jam. I've never even heard of it. Oh my gosh, Andy, what's that on? I can't. It's on the History History okay. Channel. But I, I gotta. I'm sitting. Wait, I've been watching these guys for years because I read. I read a book when I was young, and my dad same way. It's one thing Dad and I can relate to. We'll call and talk to each other about the series Curse of Oak Island. Getting into Yellowstone now, too. Yeah. I started it, and then I stopped it. I did, too. And then we went back. And I started, started it when I had COVID. And, did you? And then I I'm got busy to, again. I might leave Chillicothe and move to Montana. <laughs> <laughs> I got me some new cowboy boots the other day. Hey, Henderson's down there. They got some nice ones down there in Jackson. <laughs> well, well, Chris, thank you very, very much to uh, sit down and, and talk. I think I, I learned something. I'm sure other people will learn more about you. Uh, and, it's a long and, one. I hope they listen to all of it. And hear the, the good <laughs> stuff. Uh, and I appreciate it. That's good stuff, and that's good stuff you're doing this, Andy. I enjoyed listening to it and enjoyed you asking me to be a guest. Thank you. Of course. Thank you.